0: When I look around, I feel very happy. And why do I feel very happy? Because I see young and old, I see men and women, I see Chinese and Aussie, Thai and Sinhalese, Indian and Austrian, Japanese and Vietnamese, maybe Cambodian, maybe other nationalities I'm not aware of, and they're all acting together in harmony and in concord. And this is exactly what we need. This is exactly what the rope offering ceremony is all about. Because that is something that we can't do alone on our own. As monks, we often like to sit in our kuti in solitude and meditate in solitude, and that is great to do in solitude. But there's also the aspect of community, and the Buddha instituted this ceremony to train us, both the Sangha and the lay community, to cooperate in concord and in harmony. Because without your offerings, we wouldn't even be able to eat. Without your offerings, we monks wouldn't be able to even have any dress. Without your offerings, we wouldn't have any accommodation. We wouldn't have treatment when we are sick. And this is how the Buddha wanted it. On the other hand, because we can't work for our money, we don't have to work for that, The monks have the opportunity to practice meditation, to study the Dhamma, to teach the Dhamma, to maintain the monastery, the physical infrastructure, but also the kind of mental infrastructure of the path leading to Nibbāna. And in this way we share. And the monks can share their understanding of the Dhamma which they have developed with those who wouldn't have as much time as the monks and nuns because they have to earn a living and live another life out there in this tough world. On the other hand, you have the opportunity to come to the monastery, to use the facilities, to practice generosity, to make good karma, to develop virtue and to listen and deepen your understanding of the Dhamma of the Lord Buddha as it is being taught by the Sangha. So it works only if we all operate together. And I'm not sure whether you have had a look what is going on in America right now. I think we can all agree what we need is more harmony. What we need is a ceremony, which is a win-win situation where everyone joins and everyone is a winner. One problem about elections is you can't have a winner without a loser. And the loser will be upset and lives in pain and will later take revenge. But this is not how a rope offering ceremony works. This is a win-win situation and everyone coming here is a winner. As we are chanting... So you are coming, you're offering robes, you're offering other requisites, but other people are also joining in. You bring food, but other people also offer food. And maybe the monks can't eat quite that much from your food because so many people offer food. But never mind, it's win-win. Because you feel so happy for the others who are also doing offering. Now this is what is called anumodana. This is what is called rejoicing. And then each person who is giving and you rejoice in that, that is also your good karma. And if you have 400 people coming and making offerings and you feel happy for all 100 of them, then you will have 100 times the good karma of giving. Not only your own offerings, but every offering you rejoice and you feel mudita for, will also be your own good karma. one simile for that is a candle, like on the shrine. Imagine if I have a burning candle and your candle is not yet burning and now I'm sharing the flame of the candle with everyone. Do I lose anything? Do I have anything less? No. Even a thousand people can share from the light from my candle and the result is I have nothing less, but even more amazing, I have even more. Because when a thousand candles are burning, we all have more light. And this is called what is a win-win situation. There's no one who has to be defeated. There's no one who has to come out on top. But everyone joins, and it doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't even matter whether we are Buddhist. We don't have a sign outside only for Buddhists, isn't it? Did anyone see such a sign? It's for absolutely everyone whether Thai or Sri Lankan, whether German or Aussie, whether Vietnamese or Chinese, Japanese. Anyone is welcome. But we also need something that unites us. Because if we come from many different backgrounds, there needs to be some common goal, something we all aspire, which allows us to pull in one direction. And that is a quality of generosity. That is the one thing that gives us the ability to unite. And it's not like a party, where some people are this party, the other are the other party. But this is universal because all beings enjoy generosity. All beings will receive the same benefit. And the moment we give and we support others and we let go and we sacrifice the result is that we experience happiness in our heart. We don't only experience happiness in our heart, we also purify our heart. Because the world is sometimes tough. Do you find it very easy life? Do you sometimes feel a little bit down? You see what's happening in America. You read about the coronavirus. Your mind may be a little bit overwhelmed or anxious or you're in lockdown. So what do we do? All we have to do is practicing generosity, dana, chaga. And no one can take that away from us. Whatever happens, whoever is the new premier, the new president, whether there are survivors going or not. We always have the ability to practice goodness, to develop punya. We always have the ability to develop precepts, to purify our virtue. We always have the ability to practice sense restraint and sit down doing bhavana, doing meditation, and cultivating samadhi concentration and wisdom insight so that we develop knowledge and understanding of the Dhamma. And no one can take that away from us. And whenever we do that, we get a real boost. Many people like to get a boost by having a strong cup of coffee, maybe an espresso. The word looks so much nicer after a strong espresso, isn't it? Or after a nice green cup of tea. But the world looks even better after an act of goodness. And whatever darkness is there, whatever problems, it will not be able to pull our mind down because we are benefiting from gaining inspiration in the meaning from generosity. We are gaining the inspiration in the goal of Dhamma, of abandoning, of letting go, of shedding, not accumulating, not holding on but being willing to give and to sacrifice. And it's amazing, so many people were here in the last couple of weeks. It was a very tight time schedule to get the new shoe rack, in particular the concrete patio in between the end of the rainy season retreat and today's rope offering. But with an incredible amount of hard work It has been achieved, and everyone can enjoy it now. And what we find, even if our body may be tired from working, because we are working for a good purpose, we are working for the benefit of other beings, and for the benefit of the whole sasana, even if our body is tired, the mind is bright and joyful, suffused with the quality of letting go, of giving, of chagal. It gets even better because you get that benefit not only when you do the act of goodness, but you will get it in each time when you recollect it. So as we also on the live podcast and on the live videocast, I like to send blessings and very wishes to anyone who may be listening interstate overseas to this event, to anyone who may be back in lockdown in Europe and the US, in difficult situation, much more difficult than here in Queensland. But even if you can't join personally, even if you can't physically give the robes to the monks, you can watch and you can listen. And more importantly, you can practice Anumodana, rejoicing. And if your heart is filled with Anumodana and rejoicing about the goodness others are doing, you can earn just as much good karma as if you are doing it yourself. So please don't be anxious, don't be down if you are in lockdown. No one can lock down your mind, no one can stop you from rejoicing in the goodness of uh, anyone, anyone who's doing anything good is an object for us to develop on the modern and rejoicing. And even if you're locked down in your tiny flat, even if the virus cases are rising, your mind will not be sick. We are trying our best to protect our body from the virus, but more important is even to protect our mind. And the great protection is practicing goodness, developing the quality of matter and wishing well to all beings and expressing that by acts of generosity and sacrifice. The Ajahn Chah always encouraged us not to separate our daily life and our meditation. Sometimes people get into this mistake, and you know, they think Meditation is what I do on a retreat and my daily life is something else and that is all very difficult and messy and then I go on retreat and I purify my mind. But the way Lumpacha encouraged us to practice is that whatever we do becomes a meditation object and an opportunity to purify our heart. So on occasion like today when we have the rope offering ceremony It is so important to bring up mindfulness and full awareness, sati-panya, sati-sampajanya, and to see how your actions today straighten your mind, ujuga-tong, the mind which is straight, where all crookedness is removed, a mind which is freed from the hindrances of desire, passion, aversion, because our mind has been purified and straightened by our acts of generosity. And it is crucial that we observe that with mindfulness, how this thing is happening in our heart. We all know the four satipatthana, the four foundations of mindfulness, and the second one is contemplation of Vedana, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. But the Buddha also asked us to distinguish different kinds of pleasant feeling, different kinds of painful feeling, namely worldly pleasant feeling and spiritual pleasant feeling. And if you have a nice meal or a hot bath, it may feel very good, no, but this is just worldly. And we recognize no, this doesn't really lead to development. But when we experience a pleasant feeling, when we experience happiness based on giving, based on dana and chaga, this is what is called spiritual happiness. And when we feel that in our heart, We know this happiness we don't have to be afraid of. This is the happiness we want to deliberately develop. So I'd like to encourage you all, whatever happiness you have now in your heart, due to your acts of generosity, due to your joy in seeing everyone joining and practicing and preparing, whatever happiness you have in your heart due to the quality of anamodana for everyone who's keeping precepts today and listening to Dhamma, that happiness can be further increased. We can't have too much of that. There's no danger in that happiness. The only thing is we have to notice if it's unwholesome or central happiness, then we don't go for it. But if it's a happiness which is spiritual from listening to Dhamma, from making punya, we want to increase it, because that is a happiness which can give you samadhi. And you may notice, even if you're quite busy today, and you may have been even busy yesterday, quite a few people came out and worked hard in the preparation. And some have been busy even for a whole week and preparing everything. And when you go back home, you may be a little bit tired. But before you lie down and crash out, I recommend twice sitting meditation for a while. After you have been out in the monastery for the bob offering ceremony, try sitting meditation and try to tune in into this happiness which you still will be feeling. And when you tune into this happiness, it will become bigger, it will become stronger. When you really tune in, it will turn into a rapture, pity. And when you're sitting there, and you're meditating, and you're remembering your goodness, and you remember the goodness of everyone, you bring up the quality of virtue, you bring up the, the quality of faith and confidence in the Buddha, and then the rapture you experience from that and will allow your body to be completely calm and tranquil. And even if you're tired or even if there's any pain in the body, it will all vanish because the rapture makes you so relaxed, so at ease, that you're meditating away and suddenly it's all so easy and your mind will be blissful and your heart can attain samadhi, all based on generosity and rejoicing. And once your heart can attain samadhi you will be able to develop the five spiritual faculties of faith, energy, mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom. You will be able to develop the seven factors of enlightenment. you will be able to understand the tilakana of the impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and not self. You will suddenly find it much easier to investigate causes and effects so that you can let go of the causes of suffering and experience the end of suffering based on your insight and your letting go in your own heart. So this is my aspiration for you. This is my blessing and the blessing from the Sangha here. May all the goodness, all the sacrifice you have done lead to great happiness in your heart. You deserve that. And that happiness is a good happiness. And you develop it further till it overwhelms and suffuses your whole mind. And then you sit down and you use it to meditate. And the meditation will be so easy. And my blessing, my hope, my aspiration for you is that all the goodness you're doing will ultimately lead to deep insight and understanding in your heart and to complete freedom from suffering for all of you. May you all realize the Dhamma.